All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be chatting with an individual fighting at BKFC 57, which goes down on February the 2nd. We have Christine Vicenz and Sydney Smith knuckling up and towing the line and great having Sydney on the show. How are you doing there, Sydney? You having a good day so far? Yeah, and I mean, is that similar, like, what it was last time we were talking, and as far as, like, the gym being mastering MMA, MMA Institute, is that where you're talking? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, MMA, I feel like I, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my spot. <laughs> yeah, I love that, and it seems like there's someone else passionate about the gym as well, but very much passionate about looking for a ranked opponent since you last threw down in August. Like, it seems like things fell into place in a good way in a higher weight category as well. So like when did this bout offer and everything come your way for this one? Um, like right before Christmas. Um, it was a couple of days before Christmas <laughs> and um, Jules called me. It was like a Friday before and um, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Send the contract, you know, call my manager, whatever we've got to do, but you know, I'm fighting. Um, I, I don't really, you know, it's kind of like a, a rarity for me. I don't really want to fight out of my weight class more than I have to, but if nobody wants to fight me at 115, then I'll fight whoever. I really don't care. Um, I just like to fight. Um, so, yeah, I was absolutely going to take the fight. So the predominant focus is still fighting in your more natural weight category at straw weight. Like, there's not maybe like a desire going forward to, I guess, compete in both divisions a bit. Because, like, it's a big thing with fighters to like do the champ champ thing in the last number of years, etc. But your focus would be more of like a straw weight kind of thing, ideally going forward, I guess. Um, I guess for me, uh, the champ champ for me would be champ at one fifteen bare knuckle boxing and champ at one fifteen bare knuckle uh, Muay Thai um, champion. So you know, those are both on my radar for the year. Um, you know, I don't know when they're gonna offer. It. Uh, you know, be having, like, a, a title fight for the, the Muay Thai, but I'm definitely, um, they know that I want to fight at 115 for bare knuckle Muay Thai as soon as possible. Um, so I'll be getting my passport, and I'll be I'll be ready for that, too, you know? So, yeah, that, for me, that would be, like, my dual arena, but, you know, if I have to fight at 125, I will, and, you know, she's ranked at number four, and, you know, there's, <laughs> I'm a dark horse, and I've taken out, you know, when I fought Andy, nobody thought I had a chance, and she was number two, and, you know, I won that fight. So, you know, um, I'm not, uh, it's, I'm no stranger to it. <laughs> i that. That's really cool. So, like, I guess that Buakau versus Sanchai mixed rules bare-knuckle Muay Thai fight really fired you up and motivated you at the prospect of holding gold in, like, that kind of a sporting framework. That's really exciting to hear that that's fired you up so much. Well, honestly, I wanted it before that. And, um, you know, I was really, like, any interview they gave me, I was like, whenever you do Bare Knuckle Muay Thai, sign me up, you know? And then they had the show, which I didn't know was supposed to happen earlier in the year, actually. So when they announced it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. doing it. And so, so yeah, it definitely fired me up even more. And I've definitely been on them, like, Bare Knuckle Muay Thai, Bare Knuckle Muay Thai. But, yeah, I'll do both for sure. Um, I just want to fight, like I said. But I don't think I'll ever go back to anything that's not Bare Knuckle. Um, I just love it too much. Well, 
just feels like the medium of gloveless combat really keeps expanding. Like, there's that, like, bare-knuckle, like, Muay Thai, as you said. I mean, bare-knuckle MMA with, like, game-bred nowadays. It's just cool to see all of that. Oh, yeah, like, one of my teammates, he's, um, he definitely wants to do game-bred MMA when he turns pro, which will be later this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, bare-knuckle as a whole for, you know, any facet is, is definitely taking off. And I love that because... I feel like it's the the most beautiful and raw form of fighting and it's the most realistic and I feel like people can really identify with that and it's just so much fun (laughs) too, it really is. Yeah, I hear a lot of fighters talk about like the freedom that it gives them, like that seems to be the, I guess, reoccurring word that I often hear, like it feels like the gloves for a lot of these fighters are almost like restraints in a certain regard and there's more of a free form kind of feeling that accompanies the bare knuckle is that kind of like what you're describing in a certain sense or like what's the root of why you enjoy this so much i suppose i definitely feel like the freedom but also like the, the carnality of it the violence like you're allowed to inflict on a person and you know it opens up so many different holes and so many opportunities where gloves you know they are a hindrance and you know if people have injuries like that children's or whatever you know, bare knuckle kind of affords them, you know, a, a little bit more of an opportunity to stay fresh throughout the fight. And I really like that, you know. Um, and you can be, I feel like you can be faster and more accurate without the gloves. And um, there's nothing that beats the feel of like your knuckles sinking into somebody else's flesh. It's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love hearing that. And I guess just talking about this next opponent that we've sort of touched on them in as far as like the fact that they're a ranked contender weight class higher etc like what are your thoughts on what you know christine vicens brings to the table just being like a ranked undefeated flyweight and everything it would seem like a good name and like positioning for your opponent to really i guess get yourself really fired up and especially so early this calendar year too so like what are your thoughts overall and i guess some of your opponent's better stylistic attributes and bkfc resume um, you know, I, I was told that she um, she asked for me, so that's kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> I guess she saw me out here being like, who will fight me? She was like, I'll fight her. But anyway, um, she's definitely very proficient in the clinch, and, um, you know, she's going to close in the distance, and um, she's very tenacious. Um, but, you know, I dealt with a lot of that my last fight, and so we definitely have made a lot of improvements. Um, you know, she is undefeated and she is, you know, fighting for all intents and purposes in her hometown and, um, you know, where, where she lives now, you know, and, um, so she'll have the hometown advantage and, you know, obviously she'll be probably, you know, ranked the favorite, which I don't care. I prefer being the underdog. So, um, you know, it's nothing new to me. It's, it's pretty much a lot similar to what we faced last time and, like I said, we made a lot of adjustments. Um, she's a good fighter. Um, and I really, um, I like challenging myself. And so, you know, I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And like, just a bit earlier, we were talking about how your son was upset leaving the gym. Like, is he like doing any kind of training at the gym? Like, or is it just like a communal vibe, like enjoys being there? Has he shown an interest in anything that goes on in there? I guess I'm curious about that a bit. <laughs> Uh, my kid is obsessed with fighting. 
He's not even sure yet. Um, yeah, he was holding pads for me the other day in my gym at the house. Um, you know, anytime we let the dogs out, he's always like, Mom, we got to fight, push the punching bag, you know, or, you know, he knows mommy fights and he comes to the gym with me all the time. And, you know, the team interacts with him. There's other teammates who have young children who come to the gym. Um, you know, like my coach's son, he just turns five. You know, he wrestles and he comes to the gym and, you know, so there is like that very communal vibe, but my kid is also just like, he's a fighter at heart, you know, um, yeah. you got me, I'm the professional fighter. His dad was a state champion wrestler. Um, so, you know, it's just in his blood. <laughs> yeah. He loves it. He loves coming to the gym. That's awesome. Just, yeah, love hearing that. I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't get the insights on that one there. Just because it seems like that's such a big part of what you do. Since I was pregnant, you know, um, and then after that, he would come in his little car seat. And, you know, he's literally been in the gym since before he was born. So he's very accustomed to it. He loves it. Yeah, and everybody loves him, too. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing, you know, and I feel like more children should be grow up around the sport any any martial arts um you know it's really healthy for child development i feel like and it gives them a sense of purpose and community and also you know it touches on your heart when your kid loves what you love to do on their own you know and so um yeah i just i think it's super cool yeah and just like referencing past interviews you've done just talking about fighting is something that really brings you you know, that sense of peace. So like, cool to see that, like, you know, other family members can sort of get their own glimpses into that and derive their own enjoyment from it and all. That's great. Yeah, I've been making my sister learn how to hold pads too. So, you know, just kind of incorporating everybody. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Great. To, great to have them in there and everything like that. Is, is it something that I mean, I guess, like you said, probably too young to tell, but I mean, who knows, maybe following in the footsteps at some point, just like you said, considering like the fact his dad's a state champion wrestler and the amazing things you're doing. So yeah, interesting times. Yeah, I feel like it's inevitable, but you know, it really is his decision when he gets older and whatever he wants to do, you know, that's his, that's his choice. That's him as a person and um, I'm never going to force force what I want to do on him, you know, um, but it's definitely there if he wants it. He'll have great resources and, you know, um, so yeah, it would be awesome if he was a fighter, but if he's not, then that's cool too, you know. He's really smart and whatever he does, he's going to be great at it. <laughs> yeah, no, great way to put it, find his own thing or might end up doing that. Yeah, just whatever they end up wanting to do but you were kind of talking earlier about this upcoming fight kind of almost being back in a sort of underdog position at least in as far as like being the you know away player quote unquote and we were talking about your Andy Wynn fight a bit earlier and it sounded like from what I could pick up on like maybe there's a certain something that you derive from kind of being seen as the underdog like something that galvanizes the performance even a bit further is that a fair way to characterize it and is that kind of how you're feeling in this upcoming fight here like that sort of mentality I guess Oh, absolutely. Um, I just have lived, like, my entire life as an underdog, and, um, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, you know, my life, I joke and say, like, it's Murphy's Law, steroids, or whatever, and it's true, but, you know, I'm comfortable in the chaos, I'm comfortable in, you know, being looked at as someone who, you know, they're never going to do anything or they're not going to make it, and proving people wrong and just being like, oh, okay, that's why you think, well, watch me do my thing. And it definitely fires me up a little bit, um, you know, and, and being a favorite, it kind of makes me a little uncomfortable 
Um, not on a huge level, but I think just, you know, sort of on like a subliminal or subconscious level. Um, because as an underdog, you know, I, I like having, feeling like I have something to prove. Um, I feel like I just, it gives me that gritty edge that I need. Um, just tap into that side of me that's like, watch me, you know, watch me. So, um, yeah, it's the same thing as like, you know, people when I was pregnant said I would never fight again. And I was like, all right, watch me. Now I fought three and a half months after I had my kid, you know, so um, it's one of those things like stick it to the man type deal. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. You're just, like, really proving, not even, not even necessarily proving people wrong, but proving yourself right. Like, yeah, I can do this. Watch. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good way to put it is, you know, I've invested a lot of time and money and just blood, sweat, and tears. I've invested a third of my life into this sport. And I, because I love it, you know, I would do it. If I didn't make a penny from it, I would find a way, you know, and, um, just proving to myself that like I deserve to be here and that I made the right decision for my life. And, you know, I, I don't really question it, but it's just a nice reinforcement to know that like, Hey, you know, I'm doing the right thing. But winning isn't everything, you know? Um, like I said, I just, I really love to fight. Everybody wants to win, but I'd rather have a really good, like knockdown, drag out fight, leave it all out there. And, you know, then win and not really get to fight, you know. Um, I don't want an easy win. I'd rather have a tough loss, you know. Um, that's just the way I fight. I feel like it makes me better in the long run, you know. Um, that was a tough loss in my only show, but it's made me better. And I'm, I'm always thankful for my losses because I learned early on that they are not their lessons. And, you know, um, as long as you grow from it, nothing is a mistake or, you know, you didn't do anything wrong necessarily. You just have room to grow. And I feel like your mindset and your, your viewpoint on that really determines a lot and how far you will go as a fighter and a person, you know, um, how resilient can you be? Um, and that, that also motivates me. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, finding yourself in a title eliminator last time out. So relatively early on in your BKFC run, but it seems like just as you described there, you, really gleaned a lot from that and I mean just we were talking before about you know the doctors telling you you probably would never end up competing again I actually saw a post a bit ago I thought was kind of cool where you were talking about how you flew to Montana like three and a half months postpartum and fought on the same card as Kai Stewart I was like oh that's like a small world scenario yeah yeah um I just uh I needed something in the our place and they were crazy enough to, to say yes to someone crazy enough to set up a fight while they're pregnant. So <laughs> I was like, let's do it, you know? So the rest is history. Yeah, just cool to see what you guys are doing with BKFC now and everything like that. But really appreciate you making some time and enjoyed having you on the show, Sydney. I guess I'm just curious, though, if perhaps there's a final parting thought you might want to add as we're sort of wrapping things up here, though. Um, you know, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to be on the first numbered card of the year is, um, you know, it's a big deal. We're the only female fight on the card. Um, I really, you know, they've got female fights like bang, bang, bang. And I really think that that's super cool. Um, I feel like, you know, as females, we should be, someone should be on every card. Um, you know, we really throw down, um, we'll say thank you to my opponent for, you know, if you did ask for me, thank you. Um, you know, um, I really wanted to fight. Um, definitely think 
trusting God, you know, because I feel like this is his favor and I feel like this is where he wants me to be at this moment in time. And I'm just going to walk in that and, you know, trust his timing. And, um, you know, I think my team, my sponsors, um, Energy Windows, LLC, for sure. Um, he's been there even when I haven't fought, you know, this winter and stuff. You know, he's definitely, definitely the big, big, big one. And um, I just want to say super big thank you to him. Um, and all the fans and just everybody who supports me, my sister, um, anybody who helps watch my kid or comes with me or whatever, you know, it's just, it takes a real, a real village, not to be cliche, but, and that looks different for everybody. For me, my gym family is part of my village and, um, you know, I'm just super thankful for everywhere, everything is everywhere, you know, like everywhere I am in life right now is, feels good. So, you know, um, just everybody tune in. Yeah, it's going to be a great fight against Christine Vicens at BKFC 57. And just really want to thank you for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio, Sydney. I'm really looking forward to peeping the card and specifically this fight for sure. But until then, you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. You too.